Ready, set, go! Hey guys, welcome back to the EV Diaries, the place where we discuss electric vehicles in small town America. I'm Ben, and today I'm going to do a mailbag episode. I got a great question from Tina, and she writes, Hi Ben, I'm very much a beginner, and I am trying to learn as much as I can while I save money to get my first EV. You talk about the range extender your car has, what the heck is a range extender? And can any EV have one? If so, where do they come from? How do they work? And are there any drawbacks? You once made a comment about not wanting to turn it on, but did anyway during the Gatlinburg trip. Why would you not want it turned on? Love the show and thank you, Tina. First of all, Tina, and everyone else, thanks for listening. When I started this podcast, I was hoping to be educating and entertaining, and the fact that all of you are out there listening is just a godsend. I can't thank you enough, and I can't say it enough. I responded to Tina's question the other day, but like most things, I've slept since then. I've evaluated my answer to her, and I wanted to elaborate and dive just a little bit bit deeper. The first question is what is a range extender? And by definition it's any auxiliary power source to charge the battery thus extending the range. And before we get in that let's just review the basic types of EVs and uh, green cars that are out there. Uh, First of all, there's battery electric vehicles, and that is straight battery. When you think of these, you think right off the top, Tesla, the new uh, Mustang Mach-E, the Leaf, the Chevy Bolt with a B, the Volkswagen e-Golf, yes, the BMW i3 is an example. And there's so many others. Um, If you've listened to all my episodes before I got my BMW, I was really stuck on the Mini E, uh, which should have hit showrooms. I've really not followed up on that, but they should be in showrooms now. But battery electric vehicles, they must be charged or plugged in to recharge the battery. And most people just refer to them as EVs. So... You've got that. The second type is plug-in electric hybrids. Now, plug-in hybrids have a dual drive system and it will use battery up until the battery is depleted. Uh, The battery's driving the motors on the wheels and then it switches to an internal combustion engine which then takes over driving the wheels. And many, many manufacturers offer plug-in electric hybrids. Most of them are versions of their internal combustion engine models. Um, You look at the Kia Nero, uh, Mitsubishi Outlander has a plug-in electric hybrid version. Um, 
before all of this, before the Mini E was uh, actually a thing, I was looking at a hybrid Countryman uh, from Mini. Uh, the Prius Prime is another example. Most plug-in electric hybrids have a limited battery in the range of somewhere between 20 and 50 miles. Some or less, I think we looked at a, a Mercedes, maybe it was, that had like a 16-mile battery, uh, which is just, you know, why bother? But just remember that plug-in electric hybrids are dual fuel, and you have to plug in to recharge the battery. Don't get these convinced with uh, straight hybrids, which also uses a dual fuel system, and they have a dual drive system, but the battery charging is done internally from the internal combustion engine and the battery is only used at low speeds. Technically, my i3 with the range extender is a plug-in electric hybrid because it has the dual fuel system. Now the question, can any EV have one? To my knowledge, um, and I reserve the right to be wrong, but to my knowledge, the i3 and the Chevy Volt are technically the only two EVs available with the uh, with a range extender. Um, initially, when I answered Tina, I said the i3 was the only one that I knew of, but after some research and asking a few questions from people that know more than me, the Volt is actually, uh, the motor in a Volt is a 1.5 liter range extender. Um, the motor actually charges the battery and the battery is the only thing driving the wheels. I confirmed this with our uh, mechanic supervisor at uh, the co-op's garage. He's the one that is overseeing our maintenance crew, which is three people and they service all of our vehicles from the Volt, which is a pool vehicle, all the way up to the big um, big bucket trucks that you see uh, being used by utilities. Anyway, uh, big shout out to Carlos for confirming that because I, I will admit, I initially thought that the Volt was a dual drive system. So even though I've been around that car since 2017 and it was my first real experience with an EV, I still had it wrong. So. There are some aftermarket range extenders, and basically they're a generator that you pull behind in a wagon. And I'm not sure about their practicality, but that is an option. Um, I don't know a whole lot about them, so I really probably need to evaluate before I recommend them. Um, anyway, I think it would be cool. Um, especially if you get one to match your car, which the ones I've seen online, they have been painted and designed to match the car that they're, that's towing them. Um, but as I alluded to before, the range extender generates electricity to refresh the battery while the battery is powering the motors that are driving the wheels. Drawbacks other than that they need routine service because 
you know, you've got a generator there. It's an engine that needs oil. Uh, there is some pollution associated with any time you're burning gasoline. Um, there's not much, and you do have some control over that because if you can operate your car as much on battery as possible, then your carbon emissions are zero until that range extender kicks in. It's interesting though that both the Volt and the i3 with the range extender have been discontinued. And it's really sad because I think it would be, um, these vehicles would be a great transition for people who are curious, especially people in small town America that are still wrestling with the idea of range anxiety. That would give them not only the EV, but it would allow them to have that security of knowing that they're not going to get stuck. I know that, as you can tell by some of the reports I've, I've put out, that my i3 operates strictly off battery 99.9% .9 of the time, and it does everything that I need it to do. As far as the Gatlinburg trip, my goal was not to use the range extender, and it was mostly just as an experiment. But, you know, <laughs> I consciously modified the experiment right in the middle. And uh, what happened was I was driving to Williamsburg, which is about 30 miles south. My battery was right around 80%, and of course I charged 100% before I left because I knew I was going to be making an extended trip. So when I got to Williamsburg, I'm only at 80%, and it just clicked in my brain, hey, let's see what happens. And wow, I say that a lot about a lot of things. Let's just see what happens. So. If I had decided to stop, I would have made it all the way to Knoxville to the next charging location without any problem. I would have been on battery the entire time. I consciously started my range extender when the battery hit 20%. If I had waited until the range extender naturally picked up at 6.5%, I may have made it completely on battery. but just because the range extender is on, you still can see some fluctuation. I've seen my battery state of charge be as low as four using the range extender. Of course, this was on the interstate. It was the first time I used it. So I was, I was a little shocked by that. So you, you definitely, I didn't want to just run the risk of, of dropping too low. And of course, I'm a big proponent of that 80-20 state of charge that you're trying to maintain your battery just to extend the lively, or the livelihood. On the way back, using the range extender was just my own impatience. Uh, let's call it what it was. If I had taken the time to fully charge, maybe not even up to 100%, if I'd charged to 80%, I would have been fine. But I thought 65, that'll get it done and um, it just wasn't. So I just overestimated and I was, I was impatient. And if you are 
looking at EVs, you're going to make road trips, you've got to plan those, those stops. That's just going to be part of it. That's one of those things that you have to adapt what you normally do. But look at the benefits. Um, I mean, we've discussed cost benefits. We've um, environmental benefits. Um, just the cool factor. I mean, it's worth stopping an extra 45 minutes just to be cool. I hope this further answered Tina's question, and I have definitely elaborated a bit, a uh, bit more than I did on my initial response to her. It made for a good episode, or at least I hope it made for a good episode. On another note, um, I had a flat on my BMW. Uh, gosh, I guess it was Wednesday night. I picked up two drywall screws. Um, of course, my car has no spare. It does come with an air compressor, and I did use the compressor to uh, air the tire up enough to get me home, and then I aired the tire up again yesterday morning so I could take it to the tire shop to have my tire repaired. If it had been something like a gash, um, that's a AAA call. And, um, you know, I bet those guys at AAA, they've been missing me. I've not talked to them in a while, um, but you know what? I'm not really missing them, so I'm content to continue not to be using their service at this time. Um, I did pick up my bicycle from uh, Capital Bicycles uh, this week, and today I went for my first ride in forever. And let me just say, if the zombie apocalypse happens today, there's no way I'm getting away. But that's all right. That gives me something to work on. Um, hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Guys, I appreciate all the reviews that have been left. Um, hey, share this podcast with a friend. You know, if nothing else, you can be enamored by my accent. Or they can. Uh, whoever's enamored. As long as you're enamored, it'll be fine. Now... I'm going to leave you with a idea from Tony Robbins, or at least my interpretation of some things that Tony Robbins have said. Thoughts come from questions. So if you want better thoughts, ask better questions. Okay, guys, I will, uh, I'll be back before too long. I appreciate y'all for listening, and thank you, thank you so much. Uh, just remember, the EV revolution is here, and... Hey, everybody, welcome to the party. It's a great ride.